The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, there are a number of things going on in the world today. Of course, the the honoring of the victims of the Boston Marathon. And um, not uh, unrelated, actually... Uh, in some ways of thinking, we um, had this morning or, or yesterday, depending upon where in the world you are, the blood moon. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to be talking about the blood moon. Does it portend the end of the world? <laughs> and um, my guests today have different perspectives on this. Um, and actually, you know, NASA <laughs> would have a different perspective. Um, NASA's perspective, of course, is all very logical and scientific. Um, that is to say that, that what we're not going to be talking about is, but, but NASA doesn't quite have a sense of humor or a sense of, um, a sense of, um, oh, the spiritual or the supernatural or those kinds of things. Uh, although I love them dearly and, and, uh, in fact, um, pride myself on having uh, saved the NASA rocket from having an ad for the Schwarzenegger movie, Last Action Hero, on it. But that's another story. <laughs> so now today we're going to be talking about the blood moon. And, of course, you know, the thing is, there, of course there are people, another perspective is, there are lots of people who just looked at the moon, um, you know, looked at the event, uh, different um, uh, places where, where there were telescopes were having different events, of course, to, to invite people in to look at this through uh, their telescopes and, you know, people were raving about it. And so there, on, on the simplest level, um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful sight. But, um, does it have, uh, does it predict some things that we should be concerned about, whether it's the end of the world or some other tragedy? or perhaps some positive kinds of things. But since there are going to be more of these coming uh, more frequently than before, um, I think it behooves us all to have some idea of what this might mean. Since, um, not, that we can, not that we can change the, uh, whether or not there's a blood moon, but it certainly, it certainly would help us psychologically to be prepared for it. So let me introduce my guests. Um, today we're going to be talking with them. They're, they're, I, I think that they're going to be coming from very different perspectives. Um, uh, my, we're going to be having an astrologer on, Constance Stellis. She's the author of a book called The Hidden Power of Everyday Things. She's also an astrological columnist for various publications. She doesn't believe that it means the world will end. <laughs> on the other hand, we have Pastor Mark Biltz, He's the author of Blood Moons, Decoding the Imminent Heavenly Signs. So obviously he's been 
you've been spending quite a lot of time on this, Mark. Uh, and so, obviously, you have um, some thoughts about this as well. Um, you know, and we're going to be talking about some prophecies in the Bible and some past uh, times in history when there were blood moons and what this meant then. And um, at the end of the whole show, you can decide for yourself what you think what you think it means. And um, you know, we're 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 each taking data or taking our impressions from um, different things that we would look at you know, astrologically or the Bible, um, to get, to get, um, to make our decisions, to get our ideas of, of what this all means. So, uh, Constance and Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Pretty good overview of what's going on. <laughs> well, thank you. And, you know, I do want to say that the reason why this is, um, why I think it's important to take note of it particularly at this time, is because the world, um, you know, the idea that the world could end um, isn't really something, it's not just a, a blood moon. That, I mean, we're, we seem to be on the edge, on the precipice of tragic events, um, whether you want to, you know, whether they're personally tragic in terms of maybe only a few people being killed, like the man, uh, that's not just personal, though it has some implications as well, but the man in Kansas City, who shot people at the Jewish Community Center um, and said Heil Hitler to what's going on in the Ukraine to the, the Boston Marathon that I mentioned. I mean, you know, there's not a big leap <laughs> um, to think that any of these things could cause the world to end. And so when there's a blood moon, it just makes <laughs> us a little more nervous, at least some mm-hmm. of us. So who would like mm-hmm. to start? Um, let me jump in astrologically because... Uh, this blood moon is the first of four, uh, and the, the, the term blood moon is pretty dramatic, but it, it does speak to a scientific phenomena that NASA would agree with, that the, the light that's refracted because of the way the angles um, the um, uh, sun and moon and earth are aligned with uh, gives this, sometimes it's also called a pink moon, gives this reddish cast to the moon. So that's kind of like a scientific description. Uh, astrologers interpret this fact in um, as it uh, as it c- correlates to um, uh, human beings, and when I say human beings, I mean their astrology chart. Now, every eclipse is not equally uh, important to every individual or to every nation, because a person is born on a day, a time, a year, and a place, and that is the basis for his or her astrology chart. Same for nations. They are founded at a particular time, and there's a couple of uh, dates, you know, because we, you know, I'm, we can't go back to ancient Egypt and say, yes, Egypt was uh, on Monday at 3.30 uh, developed, but when eclipses connect with points in a nation or a person's uh, chart, then it becomes extremely significant. And our current heebie-jeebies, that's what I'll call them, is um, that we've got a lot of planetary cross-currents. We have the blood moons. We have a retrograde Mars, Mars being the planet of aggression and assertion, and that speaks to the Ukraine and the Kansas City uh, horror and other things because people are popping off. 
And then we also have the fourth um, connection between Pluto and Uranus, and all of that is happening this month. So we're on tenterhooks. That's uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. you, you feel like many worlds may be coming to an end because the intensity of the energy is discombobulating. Um, there are many people that are now fulfilling uh, events in their life that they've worked for an awfully long time. So there is a positive cast to it. But still, uh, life feels like it's at warp speed, and that is uh, discomforting. Well, you know, I will have to say that um, it is true. I mean, of course, there's kind of been an increase in this in general over the years because of all the tense things going on in the world. But it is true that people do seem, at least in my experience, um, people do seem to be more agitated or on mm-hmm. edge um, than usual. Yep, absolutely. Um, Pastor Mark Bilt, what is, what, why don't you give us some opening remarks? Sure. Uh, one thing for sure, I don't believe it's the end of the world. I think we've got well over another thousand years, so I definitely don't think it's the end of the world at all. Okay. Uh, I like to look at this more from a scientific point of view as well. Uh-huh. And in regard to what uh, the other lady said, I think is that most people don't realize this, but the United States, uh, the Declaration of Independence on July 4th of 1776, most people aren't aware of it, but on the biblical calendar, it was the 17th of Tammuz, which was the very day that I worshipped the golden calf, which mm. I find quite interesting. Mm. But mm. Uh, as far as these four lunar uh, moons, blood-red moons that are coming, uh, dealing with mostly the math and the science, uh, but to make it a little exciting, is the fact that this has only happened to have these four blood moons fall on Passover and Tabernacles has only happened eight times in 2,000 years. Right. Now, a, a total lunar eclipse, according to NASA, over the last 5,000 years, there's only been 3,479 total lunar eclipses. Mathematically, that averages one every year and a half. Well, here we have four within a year and a half. And the, and the most incredible thing is the last one is a super moon. This yep. is a moon that is at its closest point to Earth for the entire year, not just for the month, for the entire year. It's a full moon that's a total blood moon that will be seen in Israel on the Feast of Tabernacles when all the Israelis are outside looking up at the heavens, and it's at the end of a Shemitah year. Mm-hmm. So the, the odds are astronomical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, well, okay, so you don't think it's the end of the world, but what, I mean, because in things that I've been reading, it seems, um, even things that you have said, um, it seems there are certain dates that correspond to blood moons that are, um, that are good, that are positive, like, um, well, let me see. I wrote some things down. Like, well, I'm not well, sure. in 1949, the, right well, after yeah, the formation the of Israel. The last time you had yeah. these four, yeah. right, you yeah. had 67, they've captured Jerusalem. But with anything, there's a good side and a bad side. Mm-hmm. I mean, the war uh, was, as far as the Arabs were concerned, that wasn't a good thing. As far as Israel was concerned, it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but in 67 and 68, they captured Jerusalem. In uh, 49 and 50, it was after they became a nation. So what I'm saying, and this is only based on historical facts and looking at the pattern as any scientist would, it looks to me like it could mean a war involving Israel. That's what happened Uh in 48. That's what happened in 67. That's by no means the end of the world. But I do believe, according to the patterns, 
uh, it looked like you could see a biblically prophetic war take place over the mm. next year and a half. The, mm. the uh, additional uh, information... Wait, wait, wait. Could, um, oh, can, can I stop you for a second? Because, yeah. Um, because I'm just getting in my ear that we have to take a break. And this oh. is a good <laughs> spot, but we'll, we'll come back with you when we come back. <laughs> okay, should We're we hang today on? about the blood moon. Does it portend the end of the world, or what does it mean? My guests are Constance Stellis and Pastor Mark Biltz. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, so stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the blood moon. Does it portend the end of the world, or what does it mean? My guests are Constance Stellis. She's the author of The Hidden Power of Everyday Things, and uh, an astro- astrological columnist, and Pastor Mark Biltz. He's the author of Blood Moons, Decoding the Imminent Heavenly Signs. So before the break, Constance, you were gonna, we were talking about Israel, and you were going to be right. saying something. Well, um, Benjamin Netanyahu, who is the current uh, leader of Israel, uh, was born on October 21st, 1949, and we have his birth time, 10, uh, 16 a.m. in Tel Aviv. And that places his son, um, sun like the big yellow heat thing in the, in the sky, mm-hmm. 27 degrees, 34 minutes of the sign of Libra. Now, this eclipse that we concluded early this morning was at 25 degrees of Libra. So that's, that's kissing cousins. I mean, that's very, very close. And that means for the next um, six to nine months, that um, eclipse will be in, um, informing uh, Netanyahu's actions and kind of, I'll, I'll say it, juicing them up. Now, at the same time, we also have a retrograde Mars. Mars, everybody knows, is the god of war. And Mars is in Libra. So these uh, positions become very, very um, um, important to people who are in leadership positions and when it affects their charts. So I think that um, there's always a fracas in Israel, but it's, it's going to be intensified. 
So are you saying then that because of his um, astrological status... Um, yes, he's he would... leaning more towards aggression, mm-hmm. overt aggression, than he would at another period of time. Uh-huh. Um, we can also see this problem in the Ukraine. Um, Putin is as Putin is, and he has, I believe, four or five planets in Libra. And I'm not saying that Libra is a bellicose, you know, warlike uh, position. It's really not. But when uh, things in the heavens line up to in leaders' charts, they act in a way that at another time they may not be so um, keen on, 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 on proceeding with. Uh-huh. So maybe another time Putin would say, oh, I'd like to have Ukraine here. Well, this time he says, boom, I'm taking Ukraine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that juices up the aggression, the assertiveness in uh, a leader's chart or in an individual's chart. But with leaders, of course, it has wider uh, implications. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, what are some of the passages? I've been reading some of the, there are, I guess, a number of them, passages in the Bible that, um, talk about the blood moon and what it means. Well, sure. I'd like to start in the beginning in Genesis one fourteen. God says he created the sun and the moon to send signals on his feast days, on Passover. That's what they were created for. Most people think they were created just for light and heat, but there's so much more to the creation of the sun and the moon. It literally says he created them for signs. And then it inaccurately in English says for seasons, days, and years, so we think that means our normal calendar, but that's the furthest from the truth. The Hebrew word is moed, and it means for the appointed times, uh, such as Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, in uh, Luke twenty-one twenty-five, Jesus says there will be signs in the sun and the moon. Well, why wouldn't there be if that's what they were created for? The amazing thing to me is in Joel chapter 2, where it talks about the sun turning to sackcloth and the moon to blood. The context is where God will judge all the nations who are trying to divide the land of Israel. Well, look at exactly politically where we're at at this time. Everyone is trying to get this big push to divide the land of Israel. So I believe these four blood moons are basically warning signals, hopefully, uh, we heed these warning red lines that we don't cross it. But I think they're red lines to Israel not to divide their land. It's a warning to the nations not to push them to divide their land. Mm-hmm. Or there could be consequences. Uh-huh. Well, I, I would mm-hmm. agree with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe God has more than a pen and a phone in his hand. He can enforce them. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, things do seem to be... Uh, well, they always they often seem on edge, but yes, especially with Iran and the whole, um, you know, the whole question of whether well, they are unquestionably moving closer and closer to having nuclear capability. While we <laughs> while we stand back and make these sanctions, and they're just laughing at us. Um, but so yes, you know, these certainly within the tetrad of these blood moons, there could well be um, some some all-out war. Maybe a way to think about the blood moons and eclipses in general is that they they um, illuminate or act as a spark. You know, fire is a is a um, a force of good or a force of destruction. Mm-hmm. And so, with eclipse, it's like I think I I, I put put this in a Twitter feed. It's like the cosmic red bull. You know, gaboom! It's it's a, it's a shot of energy that um, enlivens or uh, in flames, um, a situation in a person's life, in a nation's life, in the world. And because these eclipses are coming at a time when there's a great deal of other 
um, planetary cross currents going on, we we feel it whether we have an event that we attach to it or or not. And the purpose of this um, is not to torment us all and not to, to destroy the world, but to move us closer through battle, whether it's literal or figurative, towards a more harmonious planet. Uh, and we're not really <laughs> cooperating so well sometimes with that with that vision. I mean, it's it's hard, but. My personal philosophy is, even with astrology, that we can't go along this path of having such wide extremes between the haves and the have-nots, and and people often left field. We're, we're losing um, our our ecology, and we're losing the talent of all sorts of people if we don't cooperate and work together. So that's my mm-hmm. my hope mm-hmm. for all of this foment. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Mark. Sure. <laughs> One thing that I'd like to add to this conversation, which is another uh, factual historical pattern, and the thing I'd like to start with is I don't control an eclipse, I don't control the calendar. I really look at this more as a scientist, as an observer, to look at patterns to see uh, could things happen as has happened in the past. And what's amazing, many of you uh, remember when the Dow crashed in 2001. Uh, it was a 7% drop on the first day of the seventh month, Rosh Hashanah, in the seventh year of the seven-year cycle of the Shemitah year. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this all started really back in 1994, which was a Shemitah year as well. If you remember when the shoemaker Levy Comet pummeled Jupiter with 21 fragments, Mm-hmm. People don't realize, but that happened on the night of Av, the same day the temple was destroyed twice, the same day the spies brought the bad report. It's a day of judgment. So these 21 fragments hitting Jupiter on the night of Av was signaling, uh, was signaling judgment was coming. The Torah portion that weekend was Devarim, which is Deuteronomy, which means these are the words. And I think God was saying uh, with 21 fragments that the next three seven-year cycles would be at the time of judgment. And what we find exactly seven years later, on the first day of the seventh month, Rosh Hashanah in 2001, the Dow falls 7%. Exactly seven years later, at the end of the next Shemitah year, on, in 2008, and again, on the biblical calendar, it was exactly on Rosh Hashanah, the Dow falls 7%. It was a 777-point drop from a $700 billion failed bailout, resulting in a $700 billion loss. And now here we come to 2015, and it's the end of a Shemitah year. You even have a solar eclipse on Rosh Hashanah. Can this be the third strike economically? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that's mm-hmm. an interesting Huh. Um, that's numerology via the Kabbalah, yes? Oh, oh, well, that's just what I just figured out from looking at the science. Okay. It's just the seven-year cycle is in the Bible, the Shemitah year. See, what's amazing, and the Shemitah year was to be an economic reset year. That's where mm-hmm. all the debts were to be forgiven. This is where we got our seven-year bankruptcy thing from. So mm-hmm. to me here, it's an economic reset year. And so I believe that there's going to be an economic reset coming where things might be leveled out economically in, in a good or bad way, depending on how you look at it. Le- leveled out in terms of... Um people's income being more level? And- <laughs> yeah, well, I think everyone may end up being poor here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, Saturn is, uh, is the planet that operates in seven-year cycles. So there are many, many um, signs, as you were saying, um, in the Bible to indicate that there's 
uh, a tie-in, we'll just put it that way, with uh, astrology because, of course, the ancients didn't have GPSs. They didn't have all sorts of things. They looked at the sky and they knew where they were. And uh, astrology and all of the interpretations that um, follow from that really have been based on observations um, from the time of the uh, Babylonians up to the present. So there are a lot of uh, connections. Daniel observed the stars, and that's, you know, and the Magi observed the stars. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's true. It's not. It's not something that we just invented for the newspapers. <laughs> that actually came very, very late in astrology's history. It wasn't until the '30s, and I think it was in Britain because of the um, uh, something to do with the Duke and Duchess of Windsor when the abdication. I, I'm not sure uh-huh. because I may have, but that was the first kind of horoscope column just based on sun signs. In other words, where your sun was. But if you have your entire chart done, you have the Sun, the Moon, Mercury, Mars, Venus, mm-hmm. Jupiter, all the planets, and how they interrelate. So the Sun's important, but it's not the whole story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Even in Job, well, it talks about in a lot of places how God knows the names of all the stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcturus is mentioned in Job, as well as Orion, uh, mm-hmm. the Pleiades. And uh, mm-hmm. they understood those things. Uh, even Balaam uh, in the Torah prophesies about a, a star will rise out of Jacob, and I believe that referred to uh, Jesus slash Yeshua. So they, uh, I believe the whole gospel was literally written in the stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, we'll come back to that when we, when we come back. We need to take another break. Um, this is really fascinating stuff, and... and uh, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you about um, what kind of reaction um, uh, Pastor Mark, your book, has gotten. But we'll talk about that when we when we come back. Um, we're talking about Blood Moon. Does it portend the end of the world, or what exactly does it mean? My guests are Constance Stellis and Pastor Mark Biltz. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. Stay tuned. I'm your psychiatrist host. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. 
And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with my guests today about Blood Moon, what we just had last night or this morning, depending upon where you are in the world. And the question, what does it portend, the end of the world or something else? Um, you know, it, it, there are some very interesting um, uh, connections to it my, that my guests have been talking about. Constance Stellis, she is the author of The Hidden Power of Everyday Things, and she's an astrological columnist. And Pastor Mark Biltz, he is the author of Blood Moons, Decoding the Imminent Heavenly Signs. Um, I want to ask both of you, because, you know, for what you do, because of what you do, I'm sure you come across a lot of skeptics, uh, constants, people who say, oh, you know, that astrology stuff is, you know, that's horoscopes and, and, oh, it doesn't really, I read my horoscope and it doesn't mean anything. It's not true. How could all the people who are in that same birth sign have the same horoscope, all that kind of stuff? And Pastor Mark, um, you know, the blood moon is, is a very scary um, concept for some. And um, the idea that these are imminent heavenly signs is a scary concept for some. So um, I'm sure you've had your skeptics, too. So um, why, why don't we start with that? What's happened since the book came out? Well, we've, I think we've gone through, in the last four weeks, about 100,000 copies. Wow. Uh, it's flying off the charts. People are loving it. It's an Amazon bestseller in three or four categories, as well as the DVD. And, uh, but what's kind of exciting about the book, it's, it's so much more than just blood moons. I go into replacement uh, theology, how the church believes they've replaced Israel, which I think uh, is a mistake. Wait, I go into the all the believes, science. How the church believes uh-huh. what? How the church believes what? That they've replaced Israel. That God now no longer loves Israel, he loves the church. Oh, that's, huh. it's, it's called replacement theology that's out there in Christianity, where they think uh, Israel gets to keep all the curses and the church gets all the blessings. Uh, oh, my God. Oh. I never heard oh. that, huh? Well, you oh, know. yeah, it's out, it's out there big time. Okay. So I'm trying to re- refute that concept as well. And I go into the Feast of the Lord, like Passover and Shabbat, uh, in Sukkot or Tabernacles and why they still uh, have great significance to us today. So it, it's a whole lot more than that. And actually, it's a very uplifting, non-scary book uh, trying to show how actually there's uh, this could be our finest hour. Uh, this could, I believe people today are people of destiny. They could live at any time in history, but God created them today for this time. Uh, and uh, for me, this is the Super Bowl of human history and put me in the game coach. You know, that's uh, basically uh, my attitude toward all huh. this. Huh. Okay. I agree with that. Go ahead. Um, you, you were asking about people who are skeptical. I say, okay, fine. And as a matter of fact, I think it's a good idea to be skeptical because there are a lot of people that misuse, uh, let's say, information or anything to do with the occult. And misusing it is setting yourself up as you know and the person has to learn from you and, by the way, pay for it. And that really um, makes me quite angry because you're trying to put a dominance uh, factor in a relationship that should be to uh, to help to to communicate and to open doors uh, for other people. 
Um, so, and I also, as I said before, when people say, I don't believe in that stuff, okay, but you don't know very much about it. And you don't have to know anything about it, but maybe you should or you could uh, give it a whirl and see. Um, believing in anything except God, and I believe in God, is, is a, you know, a dicey proposition. You have to test it, see if it works for you, see if it, um, if it enhances your life. If not, then it isn't for you. But um, most people who are critical of astrology, there's two people, um, there are two kinds of people, say, well, uh, you know, I don't want to give my control over to the planets. Well, i got news for you. It's not, it's not that you're giving over your control, but that is an influence on our lives, period. Mm-hmm. And then the other um, is um, a group of Christians that say, well, you know, God's against it. And um, in the Renaissance, there was a, a brilliant astrologer named William Lilly who wrote this huge book called Christian Astrology. Mm. So I think that that's a um, miseducation in some people's religious upbringing, uh, that thinking that astrology is somehow above God. It's part and parcel of the entire um, um, arena, no... Um, the, all of the things that we have available to us to try and understand ourselves and the universe. Well, you know, um, I guess the question is, what, you know, both of you are saying that um, the blood moon could portend good things and, and bad things, you know, like the example of the fire or the, you know, the, the things that happened on the days, like what you were saying, Pastor Mark, about, you know, the war. War is bad, but if you win, it's good. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, how are either of you, each of you, um, you know, from what you know, and especially from your perspective, how is this influencing the way you are going about your life, like today, tomorrow, you know, knowing all of this, what impact is it having? Um, uh, you want to go first, Constance? Sure. I live in New York City, uh, and New York City has lots of people, some crazy, some not. <laughs> but um, like everywhere, um, I have been more selective about being around large groups of people, not because I'm afraid of terrorism per se, but I think that the agitation level uh, that people are experiencing, it's very difficult for not to uh, spill over. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a rather absorptive person, um, I, I, uh, I've been kind of keeping a low profile. Um, in my practice of people who are calling me, <laughs> I've invented a, a new term. I call it cootie deflection, um, meaning <laughs> <laughs> that um, because the, the planetary, um, because this period of time, as, as the pastor said, uh, we are in a Super Bowl of, in, in a way, because this is like a crucible of what will be uh, in the future. The babies that are being born today um, are equipped with talents and abilities. I don't mean like playing the piano. I mean in sensory um, uh, talents that will help lead all of society forward. Mm-hmm. And um, that's their purpose. And 
as parents, as, as, as relatives of babies and children now, we have to kind of watch and provide for them because they're, they're taking us in a different place. So anyway, um, I have invented this term, cootie deflection, because we have to guard our energies to keep uh, strong, to keep focused, and to be very clear about, let's say, the high road as opposed to the low road. Because the amount of tension, um, planetary whatever, is pretty strong. So it's kind of easy to to uh, just say, oh, I'm, I'm just going to sit on the couch and veg out, period. So just protect your energy, go forward, keep cheerful, and... Uh, We'll see where we are in, in the next two or three years. Hmm. That's very interesting. Pastor? Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> um, what's fascinating to me is there's a book out by Bullinger, E.W. Bullinger. He lived in the late 1800s, uh, and people can read it free on our website, lcdiministries.us. We have a link to it. But it's, it basically, it's about biblical astronomy. Rather than astrology, it's biblical astronomy. Mm-hmm. It's called Witness of the Stars. And he goes through how the, all the gospel was written in the stars. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's, when you look at things from a biblical perspective, I feel you're always safe doing that. Now, I've had some skeptics, uh, but the things most of the people who try to debunk me really can't debunk me because I, I'm not saying anything. I mean, all, they can debunk NASA that eclipses don't occur. They can debunk the Jewish calendar saying it doesn't happen. Uh, they can debunk the scripture that God said he created the sun, the moon, the sun, signals. Uh, but I, all I'm saying is, look, I'm just connecting the dots as a scientist, pattern-looking. Uh, I just see these things have happened historically. Could they happen again? Uh, I jokingly say we are truly a non-profit ministry. Uh, I'm not uh, prophesying anything. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, let's look at the patterns. I, I was laughing. I didn't get that last word. You're not a prophet. <laughs> yeah, yeah a we're prophet. a non-profit what? ministry. I mean that two ways. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just want to look at things and look at the patterns and see what happens. Uh, because I don't control an eclipse. Uh, I don't control the calendar. Uh, you know, so all I'm saying is, hey, people, let's look. Now, as far as how it's affecting my life today, uh, I'm excited. I think this is the greatest time uh, to be alive in human history. And I'm not afraid. As a matter of fact, why? I'm why do you say, explain that to me. Because I, why do you think that? Well, personally, let me just say this. I've almost died so many times I've lost count. I've had guns at my head, just me and the gunman twice, uh, and uh, I'm still here. Major car accidents. And I really feel like if it's not my time, it isn't going to happen. Uh, and if it is my time, there's nothing I can do about it. So my goal in life is just to finish the mission that I believe I've been called to do. And if that's accomplished, then whenever, I'm, I'm satisfied. Uh-huh. But, I mean, with all of the things that are, you know, the recession, the terrorism, um, all the wars all over the world, um, you know, all the, the, it was just something in Nigeria, 200 schoolgirls were captured by terrorists. Horrible. I mean, all these horrible things going on all over the world. So why do you say that this is the best time? Well, I think because in one sense, even though these horrible things are happening, people are dying, I don't, and I'm totally against what's happening, okay, know that, but I also know that uh, that's not the end. I believe that we're going to live again, and even those horrible things that are happening to those people, this, this human life is so short, it's just a breath compared to eternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we mourn the loss of everyone and those that are alive mourn that loss, it's the, the good thing is it's not the end. 
uh, we continue on. And uh, for me, that is what is, in one sense, the, the greatest hope in this sad, horrible world is that there will be a new heaven, there will be a new earth, uh, there won't be any more pain or suffering and death. But, uh, of course, we're going to have that now, and that's because of uh, sin. That's been brought of the world. That's why the chaos is here. But I, I think what uh, gets me through it is a, is a relationship with God. Uh, that's what gets me through uh-huh. these things. Uh-huh. Well, what about, you know, some people are interpreting the the blood moons as meaning um, that it's the rapture is coming, that, that God is going to be coming down to earth. Do you believe yeah, that? Yeah, I'm not... Uh, yeah, I'm not uh, into the rapture kind of thinking anyway myself. Uh, I do believe in the resurrection of the dead, and I think that's a better term for rapture. Uh, when people think rapture, they're thinking more in terms of a pre-tribulation. But I do believe in the resurrection of the dead. Uh, that is for sure. But um, uh, for me, just like if a house is on fire, you have people running out of the house, but you have firemen running in. It depends on what your field your calling is. I feel like my calling is to be the fireman, not the one running, but I want to be a solution to the problem. Uh Uh-huh. Well, at that, we need to take another break. We'll talk more about this. This is, you know, it's... um it's it's like an elephant, you know, pe- people, three different people touching the side of an elephant, the trunk, the legs, the, forget the tail, whatever, and, and uh, you know, um, uh, trying to, coming up with, with an interpretation, although it's interesting because I thought you two were going to be more at each other's throats. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to take a break or else someone will be at my throat. <laughs> my, we're talking today about Blood Moon, my guests. Constance Stellis and Pastor Mark Biltz. Uh, I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and we will be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with my guest today about the blood moon that we just had. Does it portend the end of the world or what? And my guests are Constance Stellis. She's the author of The Hidden Power of Everyday Things, and she's an astrological columnist. Uh, and Pastor Mark Biltz, he's the author of Blood Moons. 
decoding the imminent heavenly signs. Um, Mark, how long did it take you to write that? Well, this was funny. I came out with this in 2006, and three or four people have written books about it. And uh, Joseph Farr with WorldNet Daily, who was uh, aware of my findings and talked about it clear back in 2008, called me and said, Pastor Mark, why don't you write a book on this? Uh-huh. Everyone else is writing it, but they don't understand it. They're just uh-huh. using their own material and throwing a chapter in on Blood Moon. So I said, well, okay, well, what do you want me to do? He said, I need 60,000 words in the next month. Okay, so uh, this last October, I just sat down and uh, printed out the book, and I'd never written a book before. I never took writing classes, but I just put down what, uh, you know, what I had was revealed to me and what I saw. Wait a minute, I'm confused. You wrote it in 2006, and then when did it come out? 2008, no, 2008, six years ago, I did a video teaching. You can see it on our our website. It was a video teaching. We just happened to have someone there for the first time ever to decide to bring a camera and video code, uh, a videotape, my, that teaching, and it was that one. And I had, so it's on videotape. And I, I had a couple see. of pages of just notes, but there was no book. I see, I see. Huh. That, that's really interesting. Um, so, but okay, but this topic, I mean, of all the, uh, well, have you written other books? This is my first book? But see, okay. our website to get. Our, our website gets two to four million well, we're gonna hits give a out month. The, we're going to give out both of your websites, but, um, but I'm just wondering what particularly fascinated you about the concept of blood moons, above all the other things that I'm sure you study. Right, right. I wasn't going to give them out on my website. I was just going to say uh, my teachings, I guess people can watch them, and so we have so many people coming. But what fascinated me was the scripture verses talking about the moon turning to blood. And so when I went to NASA's website and I saw these four blood moons in a row, uh-huh. and then I saw them falling on the feast days, uh, and I was, you know, all of a sudden drawing these conclusions, I just had to tell everybody, and that's when I... our congregation took off was from see. that teaching. Huh. That, that's really interesting. And Constance, um, let, let's mention a little bit about your book, which I guess isn't about blood moons, but... No, what no, is no. It? And it, actually, that was my first book, and I've written three others subsequently. Oh, uh-huh. um, um, but that, that one was pretty interesting because it was about each day of the year, 366 days, February 29th, mm-hmm. and how each sign or each degree of each sign, what kinds of uh, styles, colors, things that you can actually touch um, benefit or enhance a person's life and that they gravitate towards. Um, but my most recent book uh, is, uh, is <laughs> more um, in, the, in, the, uh, in the advice to the uh, um, lovelorn because it's called The Everything uh, Book of Sex Signs, Who Gets Along With Whom and How. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big bestseller, but perhaps not appropriate in this discussion. And um, then I wrote a book called The Advanced Astrology Guide to Life, um, huh. which uh, uh, is also still in print. So I, 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 it's funny, listening to your account of how you wrote the book, m- mine happened in a way, I mean, I was always a writer in that I wrote plays and short stories, but I never formed a connection between writing about astrology. And then someone found me and said, oh, well, you'd be good for this book. I said, oh, really? Yeah. Well, okay, fine. So these things kind of happen serendipitously. And the reason, I mean, I'm, I'm very glad to participate in this conversation because as far as I'm concerned, the blood and moons is one chunk of an interesting 
astrological pattern that's been going on um, really since 2012. I mean, there's always cycles within cycles. Um, but like I said, it's, it's the spark that's juicing things up. But we've been in this transformational uh, pattern for, for a while. Uh-huh. Well, yes. I mean, what was the, um, it was, uh, was it, I can't remember now, what was the, was there a date in 2012? What was the thing? Um, in, in, um, what I'm talking about in 2012 is the relationship between the planet Uranus and the planet Pluto. Uh, Uranus is currently moved into the sign of Aries, and Pluto has been for some time since 19, mm, forget exactly when, 98, in, um, no, uh, later than that, in the sign of Capricorn. And these two planets have been moving close to each other, but in what we call a square relationship. And a square is a 90-degree square, and it denotes challenge. So if you think about it this way, Uranus is the planet of revolutionary, abrupt uh, maybe even extreme change. And Pluto signifies deep, slow, profound change. So these two planets are not in a happy dialogue. They want to do things in a very different way. And the tension between their orbits in the sky, interpretively speaking, has been one of the things that's been pressuring um, all people. Uh, right now. Uh-huh. So sometimes Uranus wins, and right now Uranus is winning because we got the eclipses, we have the retrograde Mars kind of juicing things up, and um, then sometimes Pluto soberly wins, and this whole pattern will uh, come to a peak on April 21st of this month. It's not the only peak. And then through March of 2015, it will continue to connect. And so my kind of end date for a certain chunk of astrological cross-currents is March 2015. For the blood moons, I believe, as Pastor um, Bilt said, it's uh, September 28th, right? 2015, I think. Yes, in the supermoon, right. yeah. right. And, yes, and Pastor, what is the significance of this tetrad of blood moons? Well, I think it's uh, very significant, uh, especially in the light of what happened in 67, 48, 1492. And I, I think it signifies war uh, involving so Israel. Why you, okay, a, so why do you say that um, that you don't think it's the end of the world? In other words, you think it portends war, but just that... The war won't won't be yeah, the end well, of the in war. forty eight Israel had a war and it wasn't the end of the world. Sixty seven they had a war, it wasn't the end of the world. And uh-huh. I think there will be in the Bible it talks about three wars specifically. Uh, they're different wars. There's the Isaiah seventeen war where Damascus is destroyed and ceases from being a city, which has never happened. There's a Psalm eighty three war where a bunch of uh, nations, Arab nations attack Israel. There's an Ezekiel thirty eight war also known as the Gog-Magog War. So there are several wars that will be taking place. Okay, but I guess the only difference is that with each war, with each as time goes on, um, that the that there are more that the weapons become more deadly. I mean, you know, biological weapons, chemical sure, weapons, sure. nuclear weapons. I mean, of course, I hope you're right that it's not going to be the end of the world. But I'm just saying that you know, and and. Um, being Jewish myself, of course, any war in Israel um, 
uh, although of course it's best if we win, but you know, it's, it's, uh, um, war isn't good for anyone. So, I mean, it would be right, very exactly. sad. So, um, and that's important because, see, a lot of people, I mean, I am not what some people would call a Christian Zionist, and I am a Zionist, but some people label Christian Zionists as people who want Armageddon to be placed so Jesus can come back. Well, that's not me at all. As a matter of fact, my last name wasn't always built. My ancestor was Isaac Hirsch, and because of Jewish persecution, he changed his name to Naftali Biltz, and I have relatives who died in the Holocaust that are listed in the Yad Vashem, hmm. but it's on my father's side. Hmm. Hmm. And, and you changed your name because why? I didn't. My ancestor changed his name from Isaac Hurst to Naftali Biltz uh, because of Jewish persecution in I France. See. We still have Biltzes who lives in France. It was, there's huh. a town around Alsace-Lorraine called oh. Biltzheim. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just getting a sign, a sign that we have to close, and I want to make sure I give out all your, your website. So, Pastor Biltz, what is your website? Well, just Google my name, Mark Biltz, at, uh, and that will get you to our website, okay. elshadiministries.us. Okay. And, and me, uh, it's my name also, uh, constancestellis.com, um, and you'll find out everything you need okay. to know. <laughs> okay. So, again, that's constancestellis, S-T-E-L-L-A-S.com, mm-hmm. and Pastor mm-hmm. Mark Biltz, just Google him, B-I-L-T-Z. Yes, and it'll take you to the website, El Shaddai Ministries. Well, thank you both. This has been um, incredibly uh, fascinating and, um, you know, it's, and calming, I hope, for some people. Although, I mean, you know, we don't, it certainly, certainly at least it helps us to go forward and have mm-hmm. some idea of what the possibilities are and what these things could be a sign of. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. Again, Constant Stellis and Pastor Mark Biltz. We've been talking today about Blood Moon. And uh, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.